You're tuned to the conversation here on Hawaii Public Radio. I'm Catherine Cruz. Today, we open our phone lines to talk about the summer job market. Remember your first job? Good or bad memory? Well, we offer you a chance to share stories about your job search or, if you're an employer, your business concerns. Our guests in studio today, uh, Eugene Tion, our state's chief economist, who can give us the bird's eye view of the job market. Nice to see you, Eugene. Oh, good it, to see you. Yeah, it's been a while since we, we've I've seen you in person. <laughs> and Alyssa Taniguchi uh, is with the YMCA of Honolulu. She runs the Y Summer Programs, which is one of the uh, largest summertime employers in our state. Nice to see you this morning. Nice to see you. And so, Eugene, let's start with you. What's the snapshot? Uh, yes. I think uh, everybody knows that we are still under the uh, recession from the covid uh, normally, when, they, when we have a recession, the recovery in the labor market, it takes about six to seven years. For example, in the 2009 recession, it took seven years for all the jobs to return to the pre-recession level. Uh, but this current recession is more serious, and it will last at least the same amount of time. For example, uh, I think our labor market uh, will not return to the pre-pandemic level until 2026. So we've got to sit tight. Another three years, you think? Yes. I think currently uh, the recovery in terms of jobs is about 96%. Our economy, the recovery is about 97 So we are still having a few years to go. Even we are have about uh, three percentage points to go. And, but we still, uh, it takes a long time. And also, we are talking about the pre-pandemic level. But in the last few years, the economy is supposed to grow. So if we compare with the trend of growth, we are falling behind. Mm. And uh, uh, Alyssa, what can you tell us? What's the snapshot? Because you're out in the trenches. I think for summer, you know, we're luckily, we are short for summer um, hiring, but Luckily, we have our A-plus staff that kind of go to work during the summer. I think our big thing is the upcoming school year for A-plus as well, is getting all those staffs in. And and talk about the number of people that you normally hire. Well, it's um, usually college students, um, people that are interested in the education, working with kids. Um, And we do have some older people, too, that are interested in working. Yeah. Well, you know, Eugene, do you remember your first job? Your summer job? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, th- my first job was uh, with the state, uh-huh. and I stayed until now. So I've been working with the state about uh, 31 years. Yeah, yeah, but I mean your first time. job ever, let's say as a teenager, as a young child, what, what was your first job? Do you remember that? Yeah, my first job is a farmer. As a farmer? Yeah. Interesting. And, and that was in China? Yeah, it was in China. And, and and talk about maybe culturally the, the difference, you know, in the approach of jobs and careers. Yeah, I came to Hawaii to study at the university, and I felt the first thing, uh, it was uh, really uh, very uh, significant change is that uh, the philosophy, because uh, in China, the time I was there, everybody has to follow the national interest. So I think there is a slogan saying the personal thing, no matter how big it is, is small. The national thing, 
no matter how small it is, it is big. So everybody has to follow the national interest, and you have to really behave like a, like a, a screw. Whenever the government screw you, you stay, no change. So, but the U.S. Uh, I think it is very different. The uh, they work with the very small unit, like uh, an individual. So uh, I think in economics we call the uh, self-interest. Everybody find the optimal place to work, the place to uh, to stay, and also the job, the career they want it. So if every uni- individual is satisfied or it is happy, then make the whole country, the whole nation happy. So it's from bottom up. But in the China, the philosophy is different. It's from the top to bottom. Top down, yeah. So, gee, you could have been a farmer in China, but yet you're an economist here in the U.S. <laughs> it's totally different. Yeah. And then what about you, Liz? Do you remember your first, your first job? I think for me it was working in a clothes store at Pro Ridge. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And that was my, you know, I wanted to do that, so working retail. retail. Well, uh, my first job was working at a horse ranch, so I was in mud and cleaning horses' hooves, you know, uh, and taking care of, of large animals. Uh, but, you know, we did uh, uh, reach out to a number of uh, teens who are out there working. Uh, here's what some of them had to say. My name is Eli. This summer, I am babysitting and doing yard work, landscaping and stuff for my mom, uh, and I'm going into 11th grade. I knew that I wanted to do some kind of job so I could make some money and do things like that. And babysitting just seemed like one of the more viable options. So I took the Red Cross online babysitting basics training course. um, And now I babysit a 10 year old and a four year old. I learned what to do in cases of fights. I learned how to take care of emergency situations, things like that, yeah. My name is Pandora and I work at Jean's Warehouse. Is this your first summer job? Yes, it is. Before I worked here, I used to shop here all the time, and I feel like I know clothes really well, so I felt like it was really perfect for me. Hi, my name is Ella Tom. I'm going to Pace University this fall, and this summer I'm working at Starbucks. I love coffee, first of all, so it seemed like a good fit for me, and also the environment there is just so friendly, and everyone is just, it's just a really welcoming environment. I think that I've learned how to multitask. That's a big part of the job, is trying to make multiple drinks at once, and it's also great for customer service and getting to know how, you know, the, the consumer thinks. My career plan doesn't involve Starbucks. (laughs) Um, I plan to study early childhood education and become an elementary school teacher. Um, But I do think that working at Starbucks is helping me learn how to, um, you know, think quickly on my feet. My name is Ryan, and my first summer job was working at Round Table Pizza when I was 17 years old. And how it ended up influencing my life is I realized that American pizza kind of sucks. I learned how to deal with extremely rude people. I learned the importance of uh, having empathy for people who are on minimum wage. And I finally learned how to uh, control my food intake because I gained 15 pounds that summer. Most jobs that are for that age category, there seems to be low skill jobs. So you're gonna be doing things like customer service or something that has to do with interacting with people. And that's a top tier skill that you need for your everyday life. So it's really interesting to hear, you know, what these uh, young people are learning in these uh, first jobs, you know, whether it's in retail, 
you know, like your job was. Uh, uh, or Eugene, I mean, you said that you also were a teacher at one time in China as well, right? Yes, I'm uh, so happy to hear that those young people are interested in the in the food industry and also especially in the uh, uh, early childhood education and taking care of the children. That's very important. We, we are lacking of those workers and uh, actually uh, summer is very difficult time uh, in the state because every summer uh, we have the school year ended uh, sometimes in May and we lost a few thousand jobs from the Department of Education. Mostly it's A-plus uh, teachers. Uh, I think the the wise, I think they have a lot to pick up the uh, summer fund program, pick up uh, some of the works. But uh, usually June is the month uh, has the highest unemployment rate among all the months. So it's summer is because of the uh, the uh, the Department of Education is basically, basically state jobs we lost. And uh, there are some kind of uh, pickup from private like the WISE, but uh, still in the net, uh, we usually lost about three to 4,000 jobs uh, during the summer months. Yeah, and you know, I remember when um, my children were in A+, plus, you know, and uh, uh, I was, it was a godsend. I really uh, give credit to, you know, Governor Ben Cayetano for starting that program. Uh, but it is really important to help our economy so that our families have someplace safe for our children to go. Definitely. And, you know, listening to these young adults um, for the why, you know, no experience is really needed. And we do train them. Training is the backbone of the why. And, um, you know, hopefully we can um, train these youths and they can, you know, work with our kids. And so w what was the snapshot for you in June? In regards to staffing, yeah, it um, it was it was very the staffing was really low. Um, I think some of them, um, you know, left or you know maybe getting ready for the summer. So it, you know it was really tough, but you know luckily um, school ended. <laughs> so yeah, and I do know uh, some of my friends. Uh, you know, their children were uh, attending college on the mainland, and they came back and we're looking for jobs, and I know two of them that were placed in after-school care. You know, they took jobs because, uh, you know, that was the field that they wanted to, to, yeah. to go into. Yeah, coming home from, you know, for um, after college, and then we also have some people for that uh, work at Camp Erdman that we were able to help um, work um, in our summer programs as well, too. Now, did you have to cut back on your programs at all because you couldn't get staff? I mean, I don't no, know. No, luckily, no, because we, you know, made sure we tried to find the resources and, you know, we did our best to make it work. And so talk about the programs that you've got statewide. Statewide for, well, for right now, we have, of course, our day camp programs, which is at the, um, at our WISE, Summer Plus, and then, of course, we have our A-plus programs, which um, is from Waianae all the way to the Windward side, with about 60 schools. And, you know, I know that uh, most schools are in the traditional academic program, but there are some schools that, you know, um, I think start like next month already, you know, and so I'm sure you have to, that in the mix. Yeah, I do have a school, uh, which is a track school, and they start next week, Monday. Okay, that's the multi-track? Yes. Is that out where in the... That's um, in Eva, in Eva. Uh, Holomua. Yeah, so it, it's a challenge, you know. You, you, you mentioned, uh, Eugene, about the DOE and, and you know, that, that does affect the, the landscape. Yes, I think uh, 
Uh, there are some changes also during the uh, pandemic. I think uh, the uh, behavior uh, are changing because uh, the employees are more um, care about the flexibility, about uh, the uh, uh, commute, about uh, the benefit. So I think uh, one is uh, our economy is still recovering. So uh, we are not recovered. And another thing is uh, we have people moving out of state. And that uh, gave us uh, some uh, difficulties uh, finding people. And also, uh, we have a mismatch. So actually, when you look at the jobs, the highest uh, uh, vacancy is in the healthcare, the medical field, professional uh, or uh, registered nurses, and the professional services. So those uh, need uh, some special uh, training or uh, diploma. Uh, not like the A+, plus. I think I'm happy to hear that A+, plus, uh, it doesn't need uh, a certain type of uh, certificate. Then uh, uh, we do have a lot of opening in the hospitality industry, especially in the tourism, for example, the food services, accommodations. And we do have people coming from that industry during the pandemic, since the industry has not been fully recovered. The, I've heard of stories uh, of uh, students here that were working in the restaurants, and when the pandemic hit, they went back home to their home states and, uh, you know, either finished online. And so, you know, you've got that uh, workforce that just disappeared overnight. Yeah, exactly. So we uh, actually, there was also some mismatch. We have people uh, working in the tourism industry before, and now they are, uh, some of them are still looking for jobs, but I, I think the jobs in the tourism industry or hospitality, it may not be a good match for them. So we still have a higher uh, number of people unemployed, and we have relatively higher unemployment rate, though we are better, we are getting better. Our unemployment rate is actually lower than the U.S. The U.S. in the last few months has been rising, increasing, but Hawaii has been declining. So our labor market has been stabilizing, although we, it will take some time to uh, come back to the normal. Well, you know, I know I did uh, check with uh, the Hotel Workers Union, you know, uh, Eric Gill, to see how the employment was because a lot of their workers did not get back to work because the tourists, you know, weren't coming. Uh, but now things are pretty strong, but he just indicated that, no, a good number of his workers have not been called back. Yeah, I think in terms of the visitor arrivals, the number of visitor count, uh, we are about uh, 97%. So uh, for the month of May, uh, the recovery is about 96.4% compared with May 2019. So it's not fully recovered, but we are at the late 90s. Uh, but I think uh, still uh, we need uh, more recovery, but currently the hotel industry, the workers are working more productively because one person may uh, serve more visitors as compared with 2019. And we have seen you know, the changes also, right, where they're not doing daily room cleaning, and so maybe there's less of a need, uh, according to the perspective of the hotels. We don't need any, uh, as many workers to come back. But uh, it's a balance because you, know, you, you want the workforce to be there uh, when the, the Japanese market opens up again. You know? So uh, it, it is a real challenge.
Um, if you're out there listening, this is The Conversation on Hawaii Public Radio. Our guest in our studio, G- uh, Eugene Town, the state's chief economist, who not only has the facts on summer employment, but who also has summer interns in the office. And Elisa uh, 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 Tanaguchi is with the YMCA of Honolulu. She can offer insight about the summer programs that they offer. And we'd like to know what's on your mind. Join the conversation by calling it 808-941-3689 here on Oahu or 1-877-941-3689 from the neighbor islands. Support for The Conversation comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. This week on Science Friday. Believe it or not, this beautiful music came from a plastic violin. How and why a violinist designed a $7 3D printed violin. Plus why you should thank your friendly neighborhood wasps. All on Science Friday from WNYC Studios. Beginning this afternoon at 1. Support for HPR comes from the Honolulu Museum of Art, presenting the Honolulu Surf Film Festival through July 30th, screening new and vintage surf films, featuring a closing night talk story tribute to Joy Cabell. HonoluluMuseum.org. You're back with the conversation here on Hawaii Public Radio. And today we're talking about summer employment. And, you know, the national program uh, just prior to our show was talking about kind of the same thing. And, you know, I heard that uh, at Target they were paying uh, their workers $16 an hour. And I know we went through the whole thing of raising the minimum wage here in Hawaii. Uh, But, you know, what's the snapshot over at the Y? Uh, You know, what are you having to... uh, entice the workers with to come over to your shop? I think, of course, with our increased pay, so um, we raised our group leaders to sixteen fifty an hour, and um, referral bonuses. Anyone who um, refers a qualified new hire, we get $250 um, in Y credit. Y employees get a $250 in cash for qualified new hires. Looking to looking at other creative bonuses, such as, um, you know, if you apply with a friend, then you both get and if you both get hired, you get a $125 bonus each. And then do you have anything, let's say, any benefits for any of your workers who, let's say, yeah, find other um, folks to you know, join the family at, at the Y? Um, I think they can, of course, um, free Y membership. Um, and then, of course, um, no, of course, no experience needed. And they get that training, too, as well. Right. And so, Eugene, I mean, uh, talk about, you know, the the whole idea that we've had to raise the minimum wage. I mean, it took a long time, and there was a lot of back and forth on both sides, right? Small businesses said, oh, we can't afford it. But then the pandemic hit. Uh, yes, I think this is uh, 
is a balance uh, for the minimum wage because uh, increasing the wage is a cost to the business. But at the same time, <clears throat> for the uh, workers, uh, Hawaii, uh, I think uh, the nation as well, I think we have a lot of uh, large percentage of Alice families. The families uh, living under poverty. I think uh, in Hawaii, I think we have about uh, 40% families are Alice families. And Alice stands for asset limited uh, income, income constraint, <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh, basically uh, it's a low income family. And uh, I think uh, one way to increase the income is to increase the minimum wage. So uh, at the same time, increase the business cost. So I think that's why the state is increasing the minimum wage gradually, not all at once. Is uh, you know from uh, 10, 10 to 12, and uh, uh, eventually will be 18 uh, within the next few years. And and talk about you know what that means. Uh, you know because we, we often hear you know you want to offer jobs that um, offer a living wage because so many people in Hawaii work more than one job. Yeah, I think Hawaii has a higher percentage of uh, multiple job holders. Uh, I think uh, the main reason is uh, the cost of living, especially housing. I think uh, our consumers spend 40% of our income on housing. Uh, that is a 10 percentage point higher than the national average. So to live in Hawaii, I think a lot of people, they have to work uh, multiple jobs. Uh, if you look at uh, the average wage, Total jobs divide total wages divided by the number of employees. Uh, our average wage is lower than the nation is because we have a lot of part-time jobs. Uh, that is from the multiple job holders. So there are two numbers in the state in statistics. Uh, one is the body count, number of people. So that we call employment. The other one is called job count. So if I hold two jobs and I count twice, and but as employment, I count once. So in terms of uh, the employment, the body count, uh, we have recovered 98% uh, from the pre-pandemic. But in terms of uh, job count, we are uh, recovering by about 96%. So that means there are some people still lost their second jobs or third jobs. Well, you know, I recall uh, talking to some city workers who had their city jobs, but then also helped out, you know, with A plus, you know. So I don't know. Do you have um, uh, workers there at the Y that hold two jobs like that that mm. you can think of? I think we had some, but I'm not too sure um, on that one. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we did also reach out to a number of. Um, uh, business uh, owners, uh, just to kind of get a snapshot, uh, you know, managers of stores, to get a feel for, you know, what are they up against? What are what are the challenges? Uh, here's uh, one that we got recently. My name is Lester Maximo, and I'm the store manager at Kahala Mall TNC Surf. Right now, we actually have been getting a lot of applicants. We do have a lot of return college students that are interested in working again. So we've actually been hiring back our college students. 
maybe looking at extended vacations with our regular employees or people that graduate and are leaving for college. We're still kind of measuring our summer at the moment, but maybe like a few positions we're looking at right now. A lot of tourists, a lot of Japanese visiting, which is great. A lot of applicants, like almost twice as much as last year. But you know, I think、um, we've hired quite a bit, and we do have quite a bit of regulars. So, yeah, at the moment we're not hiring as much.、Um, I do believe our other location, though, Alamoana Shopping Center, which has a lot more tourists, it seems like they're booming a lot. So they are hiring quite a bit. Yes, my name is Bing Ning Lee. I'm the owner of Today Auto LLC, the car dealership. I hire for a year round. Because that requires more, like a high skill. It's more skill trade kind of work. The summer kind of short,、uh, and you don't benefit too much from it. Whoever come and learn something, they don't learn too much neither. So there is a balance, like you said, Eugene. Right,、um, the folks that want, let's say, to hire somebody with the thought that they're going to stick around for a few years. Yes, I think、uh, the summer job.、Uh, I think、uh, maybe only、uh, there are two main purposes. One is、uh, to get some income for their、uh, college, and secondly、uh, is gain some experience and to see that、uh, what their future direction will be. I think、uh, from my experience,、uh, my office currently we hire three student interns.、Uh, from my last thirty years with the office,、uh, we do. Hire student interns, and they turn to be our permanent employees.、Uh, there was a few of them became uh, our uh, regular employees. And interestingly,、uh, one of、uh, my intern in 1992, and now is the director of state budget and finance department. And that is Louis <laughs> <laughs> Salavaria. Oh yes, Louis.、Yeah. Yes, and he、uh, used to be our director, the director of、uh, our department, the Department of Business, Economic Development, and Tourism, and now he's heading the Department of Budget and Finance. I mean, that's awesome. You know, when you think about that, and I, I'm assuming those were paid internships. Yes, that you offered. Yes, right. But、yes. there are a number of unpaid internships. I know I've,、uh, you know, worked at those positions and. Uh, you know, we offered uh, uh, paid internships here at, at HPR. But what's the situation? You know, at the Y, do you offer internships?、Um, we have、um, we have programs.、Um, it's not paid, but it's kind of like training for them.、Um, and we do have volunteers too as well. Oh, so talk about、in. that. Yeah, volunteers. volunteers, because sometimes that's a way to be able to. Figure out, you know, it's, it's like trying on the dress, right? Does it fit?、Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I think I like this. I、yeah. like, I like the, the environment, the work environment, the people that are here, and then you know, you can parlay that into a regular job. Yeah, we we do. I mean, you know, the Y loves our volunteers, and sometimes they eventually become paid staff.、Um, so you know, of course, we take volunteers, and they can work in different programs.、Um, you know, if. If they, you know, meet all of the requirements, we still have to do, you know, background checks. But definitely,、um, the Y thrives on our volunteers. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a a, a really good、um, uh, idea for folks who are just curious about, you know, a career, right? I mean, you often hear people, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't know what I want to do next week.、Uh, but I mean, you know, the fact that, like I said, you had a intern who then went on to be a, a member of the governor's cabinet. I mean, that's a great story. Yes, I think、uh, those are great because、uh, we are lacking of people. I think uh, our uh, idea is not only for the current summer or current year. 
we are looking for a future because the economic uh, recovery, even not in the recovery process, usually it takes some time to train people. I think especially currently we have a labor shortage and for the summer is a good opportunity to train those people for future employees. It's a good uh, process to hire summer employees or even student interns. Well, if you're listening out there and you're just joining us, uh, we are having a discussion about summer employment. Uh, we invite you to call in if you want to share a story, 808-941-3689 or 1-877-941-3689. And, you know, uh, I know that in some areas uh, where, let's say, there is a shortage, uh, sometimes we've had to look abroad, look uh, off our shores in order to hire people. You know, I, I think on the Big Island, they've got uh, some hotels opening up. I don't know if they were able to meet the demand, you know, in the hospitality uh, segment, you know, because they're they're booked, but, you know, they may have had to bring in people from the mainland. Uh, yes, I think uh, in the last few years, uh, unfortunately, we uh, experienced uh, out-migration. So because the U.S. economy recovered faster than Hawaii, so they actually fully recovered in 2021. And we are still recovering. So a lot of people moving out to the mainland. And also there is another phenomenon. I think uh, the businesses have a hard time finding people is, uh, I believe that a lot of people, they changed from a wage and salary employee. Now they do their own business because of the new technology. Uh, for example, uh, the e-commerce, you know, they can, do their own business, uh, go online to sell uh, their product. So uh, because of that uh, new development, I think it is hard to find those uh, uh, employees. Well, I recall my favorite Korean restaurant, you know, when during the pandemic, uh, you know, they shut down dine-in service and it was all takeout. And I think to this day, they just do takeout, you know, just because it's just so much easier. They don't have employees. Uh, and if you know they've got a, a, a fan base, right? Regular customers. I mean, I don't know what what's been your experience as, as you go out there. I mean, I have to share that with the why. Um, sometimes we have kids that were in our program that come back and work at the Y. So kids that maybe was in A plus, they are part of our teen program. So that that full circle. So you know, and those are the best staff too, right? Is um, participants um, in our programs too as well. So. Well, uh, you know, the A-plus program uh, is, is just been terrific. I mean, I know that it really helps uh, kids, you know, with skills, you know, working on homework, whatever it is that they need to, uh, you know, beef up uh, in order to, uh, you know, get to, to school the next day. Uh, and so I think that's that's been uh, such a valuable program to have in our community. Yeah, I think for us to support the families and as a pandemic, you know, is done, you know, parents are going back to work and we want to, you know, take care of the community, you know, take care of the kids. So. Uh, anything else that you can share with us, uh, Eugene, uh, just about, you know, the other high need industries? Uh, yes, I think uh, we have the, uh, we see uh, there is a lot of demand uh, for labor and especially for Oahu, and in terms of the uh, candidate per job opening on Oahu is less than 50%, which means that uh, for each opening, there is less than half people applying. 
So it's a really a large shortage. So mostly it's in the healthcare industry, hospitals. Uh, for example, those uh, large hospitals, uh, they are looking for people uh, because that need a special education. And in the field of uh, professional business services, so those uh, ones, I think, uh, if they can provide some opportunity for a summer uh, student uh, and to, for those uh, people to gain interest, so for their future career, they can study in this area. So they will train future employees. Uh, so they will have some, uh, you will uh, reduce the, uh, in the shortage mm -hmm. in the future. Well, we did see in our hospitals how we had to bring in the traveling nurses, mm -hmm. right? And many of them are still here. There were, I think, uh, respiratory therapists, not just nurses, but uh, folks that we just didn't have enough to go around, either working in the, the care homes uh, or in the long-term care facilities or in the hospitals themselves. So uh, that was, yeah, a, a real challenge to try and get through. I mean, I knew somebody who was a nurse on the mainland, and I think during COVID, uh, went to Italy when they were having the outbreak uh, with the pandemic just to help because they had a shortage of intensive care nurses. So, you know, where there's a need and people want to help, uh, you know, folks are willing to, to travel and maybe sacrifice some, some uh, family time to help another community. Uh, but then, of course, the pay is higher for these traveling nurses. Um, and so if we can work at getting our... our uh, uh, healthcare workers trained locally so we can place them and have permanent workers. I think that there's something to be said there as well. We are talking about summer employment here on Hawaii Public Radio. Uh, you can join the discussion. What did you learn about your first summer job? Call in at 808-941-3689 or 1-877-941-3689. Stay with us. We'll be right back after a break. Justices Sonia Sotomayor and Clarence Thomas were both beneficiaries of affirmative action, but they have very different ideas about its effectiveness. If experiences of racism can radicalize underrepresented minorities, then it's also fair to say that those same experiences can radicalize people in the opposite direction. That's on the next It's Been a Minute from NPR. Beginning Saturday at noon... Support for The Conversation comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, Bavarian Motor Experts, and Chaminade University. You're back with the conversation here on Hawaii Public Radio. And, you know, let's talk about job fairs because, you know, we saw recently, I think the city and state make a big push earlier in the year to try and get uh, more workers, right? We've got a shortage of oh, hundreds of uh, police officers. 
you know, I, I've seen the city advertise for emergency hires. Uh, I think the eight is it eighty nine day contracts that that uh, you know they need someone to help launch the rail. You know, uh, they need bodies because the, there's work to be done. So, what can you tell us about that, Eugene? Yeah, I think uh, the uh, the job fair really helps because uh, I think this year there there were several already our uh, department HR. Uh, participated every time uh, the HR came back and uh, bring me some uh, resumes. Uh, in my office, I actually have several vacancies, and some of them has been vacant for years, and uh, we have a difficult time to find uh, uh, the applicant. So uh, one of the positions uh, we get, uh, we interviewed uh, several times, five, six times, uh, or five, six times around, uh, we still uh, didn't find it because uh, once uh, we have a list from the uh, State uh, Department of Human Resource Development, and as soon we call them, and they are gone. They are they took another job, so it is uh, uh, difficult uh, to find uh, those uh, workers. Uh, I think uh, for for us, it is uh, good uh, to participate in the uh, job fairs. And have has the Y uh, participated in in those events? Yes, we had um, three job fairs. And, um, you know, it's it's really easy. You know, we have online applications, Zoom interviews, and then our um, job fairs are, you know, instant hire events. Um, so it's, we're out there trying our best to get the word out about our jobs. Do you have like an open house where folks actually can come and kind of get a feel for, Yeah, you we've know? had open houses before, but yeah, we I think for the job fairs, we kind of just focus on you know, the job, getting, you know, whatever information out about the why. And not working only in childcare, right? We have aquatics and, you know, different departments that, you know, they can apply for as well. Well, you know, I, I know that uh, there was a shortage of lifeguards no- nationally, and the city here was looking at uh, reducing the age limit because I think you had to be 18, I think, to be a, a pool guard, and then I think they might have dropped down to 16 because they thought, well, you know, if you get people in, get you know, who have the swimming skills, the ocean skills, right? Get them in a job like that, yes. and maybe they can, you know, work their way up to being a, a, a ocean safety, um, you know, lifeguard for the city and county, you know, because open ocean's a little different skill set as well. But, yeah, those kinds of things, you can also help, uh, you know, help you through college. Yeah, that helped out, that dropping that age, and we have some great lifeguards. Um, they went through a lot of good trainings, and they're really good. Yeah, it, it's awesome. We do have a caller from the Big Island. Uh, Carla, what's on your mind? Hello there. Well, Hi. When I was 15, uh, I was hired in the summer to work in a popcorn stand that was um, kind of like the Big A. It was like a Walmart sort of place. And then um, I got hired by the Macy's store to work in the hot dog stand when I was 15. And I decided to do half day with high school and I ended up working in the restaurant until I graduated and then I moved out of my house and went down to the beach and got a job at a motel to get free rent and also worked at another restaurant. I was only at the time uh, 18 at this point and I ended up um, learning so much, meeting so many different people, having control of my own life, learning how to uh, do, uh, do money. And I ended up uh, as a farmer and, and got married. And I was really, really had a rich 
um, adolescence, I guess you'd call it. Well, that's terrific that, you know, you were able to explore, uh, you know, these different, um, uh, you know, establishments, right? You, you learn different things, different skill set. Uh, it helps you grow socially, uh, you know. So it's I, not a bad thing to have uh, work in a restaurant. There, there's so many things you learn and so many people you, you meet and you, you gain knowledge. When you're that age, you really need um, older people to kind of, show you what's going on in the world, you know? Well, I remember my first uh, uh, job in the restaurant business was at a pizza hut, and I had to pour a beer. And, of course, since I didn't drink, I didn't know that you, you had to, like, you know, watch out for the foam. And, of course, it just <laughs> overflowed. Uh, and to this day, because I had good training from those trainers here in Hawaii, I am very critical about weight help because I know what side of the table to, you know, put the plate down. And, and as soon as you get to your table, you remove the dirty dishes or refill the water. So uh, we are, are with you, uh, Carla, on, uh, you know, you, you learn something from every job. But thank you so much for calling in. You know, uh, Eugene, you had mentioned, that, that, yeah, that you worked as a farmer, you worked as a teacher, and yet you... You know, all that has, I'm sure, helped you in your job as an economist. Yes, I think uh, we need a lot of experience. That's why I think the state job, for example, uh, we put experience as the first uh, priority. Uh, For example, if you get a master's degree, uh, it's count about one year of experience. But if you work, every year is counted. So uh, education, um, it doesn't mean that education is not important. It does count toward the working experience. But uh, when you have actual working experience, is, uh, I think uh, that is uh, more uh, important. I, I think that's why I think uh, the people, uh, when they work in a different field, they finally ended up with a field they like, and they uh, raise uh, children, and raise, they have family. I think that is a good uh, experience. Um, just explore uh, different uh, opportunities. You know, it used to be, right, the summer job was working on the plantations, right? Yes. In uh, picking pineapple. (laughs) Man, you know, for me, it was, you know, working for the Y when I started, it was just a part-time job. But now, you know, if you stay with the Y, you want to make the Y your your job, you can. You know, there's opportunities um, for staff to grow. And I recall working with uh, um, um, many people who said, yeah, that was my summer job. You know, they may have gone to Iolani or wherever, but they worked in the pineapple fields, right? That was just part of the culture, the plantation culture. Yes. I mean, uh, talk about maybe folks you know that, I don't know, either had good or bad memories working uh, in the fields. I I had good memories. I think for me it's, again, uh, meeting different people, um, seeing what what areas you're strong in, um, I wanted to be a teacher. That didn't really happen, but A plus was the closest thing to it. You know, working with kids. So um, I discovered that, and I stayed. You know, with the Y because mm-hmm. we're working. You know, serving the children. Yeah. Well, we also uh, talked to Joe Burns. He was the uh, interim state director of the Small Business Development Center. Here's what he had to say. Hi, this is Joe Burns. I'm the interim state director of the Hawaii SBDC, Small Business Development Center. You know, some of the businesses have to use some sorts of incentives to attract and retain employees. And one of the ones that I saw today was a proposal that if someone will be employed 
by a company that the company will, at the end of the first year, pay off a certain amount of a possible student loan. Same thing for second year, third year, up to you know a certain number of years. And I thought that was kind of creative because there are a lot of people that do have the, the loans. So I think the lesson is if companies can get a little bit more creative about how they attract and retain people, that they may be able to at least make a dent. And we have seen where someone who's just starting out has more of an opportunity now to get a summer job simply because the businesses need people in those positions. And then after the summer, you know, that could turn into part-time, that could turn into a job perhaps after they graduate. It's a way to kind of get into the system, especially if it's a first-time or second-time job. And I don't know, Eugene, do you recall a time when you held a couple of jobs? Uh, I think for me, because I have only one job that <laughs> in the state, but I do see uh, from our student interns, and some of them stay after the internship, and they stay for uh, until the almost a lifetime. And uh, some of them left, and then they came back after a few years. So I think the uh, uh, summer, uh, especially the intern program, really helps. Uh, even they are away, but uh, they will uh, they will be coming back. I think the incentive is another uh, creative uh, thing to do for a business because uh, if you look at the healthcare industry, uh, I was talking about uh, the shortage, and uh, our physicians and uh, surgeons is over 50% registered in Hawaii, but they practice on the mainland. And uh, registered nurses, uh, there is uh, over 40%. They are registered in Hawaii, but practice on the mainland. I think, uh, and while we have a shortage in the state, uh, there may be some kind of incentive to attract them back to the state. And there might be a reason they left the state, but since their home, they were here, and registered in Hawaii, they may have some uh, incentive to attract them back. So I think that needs uh, some kind of research. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, they have uh, had discussions about the loan forgiveness, you know, issue. You know, that's in the headlines with the, you know, Biden's bill in the in the, the court struggle over that because having that debt is. Oh, it's a burden. You know, you're trying to make a living here in Hawaii, support your family, and you yet you have to pay off those those loans or your credit is bad. Yeah, that would be a good incentive. Like, you know, for us, we have a lot of kids that are in college, and I see a lot of them that they're paying their, their own way for school. Maybe they have some grants, but and some of them do have multiple jobs, too. So for us, it's un thinking of other, you know, incentives for them to keep them on board, definitely. And talk about the, the people that come back, let's say every summer, right? Maybe they're four years college on the mainland, but you know what, every summer, maybe they come back and work at the Y. We do, we do have some that come back and, um, you know, of course they always go back, but you know, yeah, hopefully we can attract some more, you know, kids that on the mainland, they come, come back home, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's a, a, another area, um, early education uh, is another, uh, kind of segment in our community, you know, right? We're going to open up all those preschools. We yes. need uh, those preschool teachers. So you want folks who can get some experience, let's say at a Y program, mm -hmm. Definitely. if they want to, um, you know, then, you know, move into teaching. And we do. We have part-time preschools and full-time preschools as well. So definitely 
we need staff to run those programs with the preschoolers. And the state has done a lot to really try and grow the workforce, right? The University of Hawaii, they've got a lot of uh, programs going on at the community college level, you know, whether it's training for someone, an EMT, emergency medical technicians, or the paramedics uh, that answer our 911 calls, right? Uh, They do have programs to be able to get people certified so that they can fill those slots. Yes, I think it is uh, kind of uh, diversified because uh, in order to be a uh, physician, they need uh, a full training, but uh, in order to be a technician, uh, they can get a diploma or certificate from the community colleges. I think those uh, really helps the industry. Do Do you have programs like that at the Y? What kind of program? Uh, just so. to help people kind of get, get into, you know, those areas? I don't know. Um, well, definitely for, well, through our, our programs like preschool. Yeah, we have the training and, mm-hmm. you know, incentives for, you know, to further their, or, you know, further their um, whatever they, you know, they're into. Interest. Yeah, yeah. Interest. Well, we've only got about a minute or so left. Any final thoughts? Uh, I would say... Uh, I appreciate the A plus program, especially the Ys, because uh, I benefited from uh, in 1989 when the state started the A plus program, and uh, my son was the first one enrolled in that program. Oh, the program helped three group of people. One is the parents, help the teachers, and also help the industry indirectly because uh, we will be concentrated on our work. Don't worry about uh, have the children is you know, they they are left at home so um, i did uh, benefited a lot from the a plus program thank, thank you, you so much yes we we are out in the community and we want to serve our families and we're happy to continue to do it well my children are in a plus too so Great. mahalo for, <laughs> for uh for all that you do out there for our community um you know uh it, it's a, a important issue you know as we look out uh, and try and figure out how we can build a resilient community uh, resilient economy uh, and kind of help each other as we get out of this uh, post-pandemic recovery phase and Eugene I know you said that it's going to be a couple of years uh, to you know before we're kind of back on our feet Uh, but uh, you know we'll just kind of have to hold each other's hands to get through this yes We would like to thank our guests, Eugene Tian and Alyssa Taniguchi, and we'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on today's show. Have a comment to share about the show? Call our talkback line, 808-792-8217. You can also send us an email at talkback at hawaiipublicradio.org. If you want to listen back to the show, check out the conversation podcast at hawaiipublicradio.org. Our program is produced by Russell Subiano, Lillian Song, and Stephanie Hahn. Backyard quiz intro was thanks to John DeMello, our theme music courtesy of Gypsy 808. I'm Catherine Cruz. Join us next week for more of the conversation. Enjoy your summer, everybody.